1: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC.
1: I'm Corey.
0: And I'm Carly, and this is season 15, Episode 6, Different Wives and Different Rules.
1: Is it different wives and different rules, or is it just different wives and rules? Oh, I don't know. So It's been listed multiple ways.
0: I actually have different wives, comma, different rules. Okay. I said and because you had told me there was an and in there. The discovery plus.
1: No, the discovery plus app literally says different wives and rules. That's it.
0: I like different wives, comma different rules. So it does
1: make more sense. (laughs) That's what we're going with. It has a little bit more of a punch to it. I think. Yeah. A little more emphasis. Yeah. Yeah, I like that better.
0: Well, anyway, wouldn't it be the first time I screwed that up, because I do want to mention that I read the wrong episode description at the end of the episode last week.
1: I wouldn't have known if you hadn't said anything.
0: I skipped a whole week. So now you know why there were no birthdays yet that took place Well, in this and obviously,
1: Yeah, and obviously this was a filler episode. Oh, yeah. Clearly, by most standards.
0: This is meant to
1: just move the storyline forward. We're just bridging the gaps tying up some loose ends here and there.
0: Trying to get around
1: using as much of the
0: self-shot footage as possible.
1: So in order to bring us back to center here, I'll go ahead and read the Discovery Plus TLC description for this episode, the the correct one. Can't tell you what the name of the episode is, but here's the TLC description. (laughs) Utah has decriminalized polygamy, and Christine toys with the idea of moving back. Meanwhile, coronavirus cases are rising and Arizona goes into lockdown. Janelle tells Cody to stop coming over, and the whole family grapples with how to handle it all.
0: Isn't the last sentence of this repetitive?
1: I think most of the the concepts here have (laughs) been pretty repetitive this season.
0: It's like they're bringing up Janelle telling Cody not to come over, like it's something new that's going to blow our minds, but it was in the episode last week.
1: It was in the episode last week. Janelle thought they were done talking about it last week, Cody reopened it at the end of that discussion in the last episode.
0: But Janelle doesn't tell Cody to stop coming over in this episode. She tells the kids that she told Cody to stop coming over.
1: That's it. That's the difference.
0: Well, I rewrote it anyway.
1: Yeah, I think we better.
0: Cody continues social distancing from Mary. Utah starts serving plague tickets. The adults debate what stay at home means Christine puts a for sale sign up at Coyote Pass.
1: She doesn't ask for permission either. <laughs> she just goes out and does it.
0: She just wrote for sale on a sign and she's got a hammer. What do you use? Not a hammer. Yeah, hammer. A hammer? Yeah. You Is that it? Tack Re- that in on Realtors something. Realtors out there, tell us how it's done.
1: For sale by one fifth owner. <laughs> post that up. Take out an ad in your local paper. Seller financing not available. <laughs> not available and not recommended. All right.
0: One last reminder. I know you guys have heard about it over and over again, but we are so close. The book club is officially starting March 29th on Patreon. So if you're interested in reading Robin's number one New York Times bestseller, Becoming Sister Wives, along with us, go ahead and sign up on the Patreon.
1: Be sure to link up your account to your discord. And then that's where the conversation is going to be happening. So we're going to be posting in the Discord. It's going to be different chat channels that we're going to have going on there. Carly and I will be posting different topics of discussion, uh, get the conversation going. Some thought starters, if you will. Right. And then we'll just kind of take it from there. Also, if you're on the Patreon, keep an eye out for it. We are going to be recapping our Let's Talk About It episode this week. is going to be Seeking Sister Wife.
0: Yes. The first episode of season three. Very exciting. Everyone has been waiting for this to come back. There have been so many rumors about when it will start, and we are finally here.
1: So stay tuned to that.
0: So we jump into the episode, and we have our disclaimer that now comes up on the screen at the beginning. Before we start, we all need to know that this footage was lost and found
1: years later. It's the Blair Witch Project Part 2. It's all cell phones and Zoom calls from here on out. (laughs) lockdown is in full effect cases on the rise
0: there's no camera crew except there is
1: except when there is maybe sometimes yeah this episode oh my goodness you guys they were all over the place in terms of the timeline i don't know what to believe anymore well hopefully we'll be able to address these and point these out there are some major inconsistencies
0: We had to watch this episode multiple times to figure out what was going on.
1: We're digging deep here, (laughs) so stay with us.
0: Robin tells us that they've decided that each home is going to quarantine separately and that Cody is going to stay two weeks on and off here and there. Why we had to talk about this, I don't know, because we spent a good portion of the last episode covering
1: off on that. By the way, that's not how coronavirus works. This is a bad idea. It's not great. It's not a good system. Wait, what do you mean? Like, because they're going to go, he's going to go to somebody's house for two weeks and then he's just going to pick up and go to somebody else's house for two weeks. So you're still going to be spreading it. If you, even if you're asymptomatic and Well, carrying.
0: yeah, like if you got sick on, if you had contact with somebody who had COVID on day eight of staying at a house, you could still pass it to the next house absolutely, and not know that you had it when you arrived at that house.
1: Yeah, because if, if they want to actually do it like a quarantine way, it would be Cody would go to a house for a amount of time and then he would be alone for two weeks somewhere before going to another house.
0: Right, which I'm sure he would love. So I don't know why we didn't come up with that solution. Robin has the mini chateau on her property.
1: Yeah, the Chateau She-Ra has
0: a. An outhouse of
1: sorts. A little, yeah, a little man cave area, a pool house.
0: At least that's what it looks like. Couldn't actually confirm that. Haven't seen any inside pictures of it, but it looks like there is some type of structure on the property, aside from the house, detached from it. Why can't he live there?
1: Just throw up a hazmat shower? Maybe it's a stable. Oh, yeah, maybe, perhaps later. So we get into our first major timeline inconsistency of the episode because we're kicking things off when Janelle is voicing to us all of this information that's going on, all the things that she's dealing with, She's harvesting these beautiful tomatoes in her garden. So that's where we know that this is a lie because this is professionally shot and they already told us that the cameras weren't able to come back and you don't harvest tomatoes in March. And we checked to confirm this. And I, well, and I know that Arizona, I'm not in the same growing the growing zone. zone. I looked up the growing zone, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is So I at first, I was like, maybe you do harvest in March. I don't know. Sometimes the zones can be different based on where you are. No. Harvest is between May and October for tomatoes in Arizona. So this is some summer footage. No ifs, ands, or buts about it.
0: The good news in that is that the camera crew does eventually come back this season. So at some point, we will not be subjected to watching the footage that they are shooting on their cameras.
1: There is light at the end of this tunnel. (laughs) Stay tuned. Please hang in there with us. We'll get there. It's going to be okay. But also, prepare yourself. There's probably going to be a lot of jarring and canning footage of Janelle (laughs) because that was all she was tweeting about during quarantine.
0: Man, she was tweeting a storm up. We're going to see so many jellies made, so many jams. We're going to pickle a lot of different vegetables. Get ready.
1: It's happening.
0: It is March 29th. They are not even under a mandatory order yet. And Cody is questioning if they should be quarantining the way they are. He's already over being locked up in Chateau de Chirac.
1: Well, first of all, you're not doing it right anyway. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I can understand questioning the futility of this exercise. It is annoying. It is frustrating.
0: Now, this is some of the scariest footage that I think we are going to see this season. We have Cody in the
1: garage... Given the Cody log, which I thought we learned enough about Cody's logs last week, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying.
0: He is shooting some kind of ransom. It's like, a, it's like a video ransom letter or um a self-shot manifesto.
1: Manifesto vibes. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I did like that it took place in the garage, probably at Robin's house.
0: Oh, it's definitely Robin's house.
1: But my initial thought was, oh, he must be just out changing tires, just keeping his skills up, just being ready. You
0: got to train up on things while you have the time. Right.
1: One of the biggest benefits of quarantine.
0: He's thinking about the conversation we saw last week. He's not happy that Janelle has gone ahead and made this decision to kick him out of the house without really consulting him on it. I guess it's just the independent woman thing.
1: Miss Independent.
0: (laughs) So he's still not come to terms with that.
1: And then Cody starts to cry trying to remember his kids' names.
0: He can't see... Janelle and Savannah and Gabriel. And
1: uh, Gabriel. Yep. And gosh, what's that other one? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Son and son.
0: Garrison. Son Garrison. There we go.
1: He never said Garrison on the tape, by the way. (laughs) We didn't make it to that point. On the cell phone footage. It's not on there.
0: But they might be saving a life. So that is why they are committed to this at this point in time even though he's really questioning if they should be doing it.
1: And then we get a graphics person working overtime at TLC to provide a family photo breakdown of who is at each house quarantining because we need to do something to bring in a visual element that does not include a microscopic look up Cody's nose in the garage.
0: <laughs> that, is, that is definitely why they built that graphic. <laughs>
1: They were like, guys, we can't run five minutes uninterrupted of this shot. We can't do that. So then this is where Cody just goes into a whole idealized approach about what quarantine's going to be like for his kids. They aren't just sitting around watching movies and playing video games. Savannah's got a bass guitar. She's slapping the bass. She's out there. She's learning. Everybody had a quarantine skill they were going to develop or a language that they were going to learn or a book they were going to write. Something that didn't pan out, right? I mean, we've, we've all been there.
0: I was going to learn French. I learned Chateau de Chira.
1: There you go. Came in handy. We
0: started a podcast,
1: kind of. I mean, it eventually became our quarantine <laughs> that focus. That was our quarantine project. That was the main focus. But we started in January, so but, we were a little early. on us. We were a little early. Good on us. But we're here still, we go.
0: we're committed.
1: We're still doing it. And it's all thanks to you. Thanks for listening.
0: Janelle literally laughs when the producer tells her what Cody thinks is going on at her house. No, the kids are mostly playing video games like every other kid was doing. And there's no classical education happening in our home.
1: Yeah, what is the classical education for electric bass guitar?
0: What do you think Robin's kids are doing?
1: Probably preparing for dressage competitions. Solomon's learning the trumpet. A lot of board games. No video games. At Robin's house. I get the feeling. There's no internet
0: at Robin's house. I'm pretty sure.
1: The house is too big. The Wi-Fi never works. She doesn't know how to that's set
0: That's why it. Cody was in the garage. <laughs> yeah. You have to be close to the router.
1: I have to connect on the Wi-Fi that's in the minivan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the kids can't interact with anyone outside of the household.
1: Right. That's the most reliable network that we have.
0: That's why they're not dating. <laughs> Cut them off from all the apps.
1: The only networking that Robin knows how to do is to block... Cody's outbound calls to Mary's phone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cody can't believe though they're changing their family for this, but are they? Didn't we just spend the first five episodes of this season complaining about how we don't spend any time together?
1: Again, that was our personal choice. If I'm choosing to not spend time with my family, I'm okay with that. I can still be upset about the fact that we don't spend time with each other. I can complain about it too, but it is something that I choose to do. Now it's being forced upon me, where I'm not allowed to interact with my family. So now, what do I want to do? More than anything, I want to interact with my family. At least, I
0: want to say I want to interact with my family.
1: This is the best time for me to say that I wish we could be interacting because we can't legally, it's
0: physically impossible.
1: I'm not allowed.
0: This is the COVID apocalypse. What does he call it? COVID apocalypse. This is the COVID apocalypse. Corona
1: apocalypse.
0: This is the. <laughs> This is the
1: corona apocalypse. Is it a really big deal? Are we overreacting? I don't know. Who's to say? Are we underreacting? We'll never know. Are we reacting at all? Not much has changed. Again. It was not a great idea
0: to give Cody a camera, encourage him to shoot videos of himself days into being quarantined.
1: How much of that footage do you think they had to cut out? Because it was just... Completely wild misinformation, none of it accurate. If you aired that now of things that people were saying at that time, there's so much footage of Cody just spilling the beans on all kinds of kooky theories in that garage, I bet you.
0: That was probably two hours of him talking to himself and reciting every news article that he's recently read, things he's heard on the internet, theories he's shared on Twitter.
1: And staring a hole into that front-facing camera.
0: It's hard to remember what the world was like at this point in time. Because we've been doing it for so long now. But things were crazy.
1: It was wild. It was a wild ride.
0: We're seeing that reflected in some of this footage. Now we have a random shot, an establishing shot of the city of Chicago that just pops up for some reason.
1: Yeah, for a second, I was like, oh, it's like an Old Spice commercial, because it's like, look at Chicago, now back at Flagstaff. Now look at me. Where are you? You're quarantining at Mary's.
0: I was confused, because normally an establishing shot indicates that you are going someplace. So we are now going to be in Chicago, except we're not.
1: (laughs) Because we're going right into an establishing shot of Flagstaff, Arizona, too.
0: Do you think they threw that in because they needed a couple more seconds? They just had to fill some air time. had to fill the time. Yeah,
1: had to fill some air time there. No, I know. I was like, oh, are we going? Did they forget something at the apartment? (laughs) Did they not clear something out? Are they like signing paperwork or turning in a key or something? Nope, we're not even there. (laughs) We just wanted to show you that because we still have some of that footage.
0: So great reminder that Mariah and Audrey left Chicago last episode. And they're actually living with Mary now.
1: And Mary's accepting this change because usually... Mary lives alone. She's really glad that Mariah and Audrey are here now. They're isolating, they're quarantined in a house that is very familiar with a quarantine-like setup. Mary's house is kind of built for this experience, I would say.
0: Now, while Christine agrees that Audrey and Mariah should quarantine for two weeks because they just came from Chicago, she is not too happy that after they're done with those two weeks, according to... Cody's rules, they aren't going to be able to hang out together.
1: Well, I think what she was most upset about was she's not going to be able to hang out with Audrey and Mariah, but Cody sure as hell is. He's going to be going over there and seeing them and hanging out with them because he's allowed to bounce around between the different houses, but Christine won't be able to see him.
0: I guess that does kind of suck when you think about it that way. Like, why does Cody even deserve to be the one who gets to move from house to house?
1: And again, yeah, it's just it's, there's no good setup this at all. And even if you say Biggie Housey, no, that's not the answer to this. This still is still too m- complicated. It's still too complicated. There's too, too many factors in place, too many moving parts.
0: Although Biggie Housey plus investment property would be perfect because anybody who doesn't want to follow the family rules can go live in the other house.
1: That would be handy. But again, if you're going to build row houses on Coyote Pass, then yeah, quarantining all under one roof isn't, a necessity either. You're kind of just there together in your own little pod. Can you imagine
0: though they would have the one door on the house? We were so worried about the one door and hot dates, and now it's the one door, hashtag twenty twenty, and you're looking out the window to see where's this bitch going? Where's this bitch coming from?
1: If you think that Robin wouldn't have a cataloged diary <laughs> account of everyone's comings and goings, you are mistaken.
0: I didn't see her use any hand sanitizer before she touched the
1: front door. You're not supposed to lick it off your hands. (laughs) If you're going to touch the doorknob, you just put the hand sanitizer on, you rub it in till it's gone.
0: Robin's got some advice from the family physician, speaking of ways to properly sanitize things. Cody's relaying this to Mariah and Audrey over the phone. It's clear Robin must have the doctor on speed dial at this point because we know Solomon is very high risk.
1: Yeah, I'd like to check these credentials, though, because this is starting to sound like some hoodoo voodoo witch doctor stuff here for COVID protocols.
0: I mean, we did two out of the three things, so I don't know if you want to judge that quick.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying, like, putting your credit card in the freezer?
0: (laughs) That was not COVID advice. That was advice because Robin ran up that Victoria's Secret credit card.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that the, the part of the advice that Cody missed was when you actually freeze it in a block of ice so you can't make impulse buys.
0: (laughs) That was what the doctor was actually referring to. Uh, Okay. The other two things, definitely, that was COVID advice. Keep your your nasty ass shoes outside. Track in all kinds of germs and disease. Aside from COVID, walking around on the prairie dog plague land. Might want to keep those in the garage. And boxes. You get boxes delivered from Amazon, Victoria's Secret, I don't know. You leave them. Don't touch them for a little while until we know more about how this virus works.
1: But then Christine gives us a whole rundown about cereal boxes and grocery stores and how many people touch a cereal box before it gets to her home.
0: She basically explains the grocery store supply chain to us. And kind of tries to
1: account that to how communicable diseases spread too, but it's like, yeah, have you heard of Clorox wipes? (laughs) There are, you can wipe stuff down when you bring it into your house or before you bring it into your house. And sanitize those things. So then, yes, you're eliminating all of the touches that happened before that box got to your house. Very
0: confusing. There's just too much to think about. Christine's checked out.
1: Cody didn't m- get to make a PowerPoint about this, so we didn't get to go over all the details. No, all the rules. Just suggestions.
0: Mary's getting her medical advice from Instagram self-help accounts, apparently. Clearly. And she tells us people need four hugs a day just to stay alive.
1: Quick question. How has she survived this long? Do you have to hug yourself? <laughs> I think she
0: disproved it.
1: Yeah, I would say. Um, because clearly that's this isn't a true statement by any medical terms. Four hugs a day to survive? It's, that's not a survival principle
0: yeah it doesn't it doesn't meet the three right you need three you can survive for three days without food
1: it's yeah food water and shelter those Se- are the was three. it seven
0: days without water
1: uh, i think it's like three days
0: three days so it's three and three
1: right something like that whatever i don't know I'm why not, not three hugs i don't live in the woods <laughs> the hell do i know we don't you don't live in the trees I've never been on Naked and Afraid. This hasn't come (laughs) up as something that I need to know. But it's a shame, though,
0: because Mary's a real hugger. If the hugs come from the appropriate person. Mariah. Not Cody.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) beggars can't be choosers.
0: (laughs) She has no idea what Cody's plans are after this initial two-week quarantine.
1: But that's a lie because she kind of has an idea.
0: We find out that... Cody doesn't come to see her very often. Maybe he'll come over to come see Mariah and Audrey. And then we have a lot of
1: silence. Five plus seconds of silence. Just
0: calling it like it is.
1: There is nothing going on between Cody and Mary. That is what we find out.
0: I love how sassy she is. She's living her why in quarantine.
1: Cody tries to take responsibility for this too. He's saying that the reason they don't do anything, the reason they stopped dating is because he stopped calling her. He stopped reaching out and saying, let's go do something. So he kind of takes the onus on that, which I thought was interesting.
0: Well, yeah, he doesn't want anything to do with her anymore.
1: Well, clearly. They
0: broke up. It's just weird. He ghosted her. He
1: is ghosting her.
0: (laughs) Now things take a weird twist. We stop talking about Mary and Cody and all of a sudden we're talking about the economy and restricting civil liberties because this is a woke conversation with Mariah. Woke on the couch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mariah gets turned up on the wokeness here in a hurry. I did like that Cody called Mariah privileged. I did feel pretty good about that one.
0: He He hesitated before he said it too. I was kind of a little surprised. Anyway, this conversation is uncomfortable for everybody involved. This is like the conversation that a lot of people had with their relatives that they didn't want to have, but they had to because it was all anybody was talking about while they were quarantined. People had a lot of time to think about politics
1: this is why Christina has a no politics rule at her house. But they always go back to politics every damn time.
0: I wonder how much they had to cut out of this conversation of things that Cody said.
1: Again, yeah, this is knowing that you're being filmed. So you're trying to filter in some ways. But yeah, who knows? With the information that was available at that time, there wasn't really a lot. Definitely nothing you can hang your hat on.
0: Mariah cannot even process the conversation that she just had with her dad. It was exhausting. She's so tired, she needs a nap. And when the producer tells Christine about this interaction, she is so tickled. She's giggling. And she says, that's how I feel after every conversation with Cody.
1: I believe it. Yeah, I believe it.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And finally, it's time for Janelle to break the news to her kids that she told Cody not to come around and it looks like this is professionally shot
1: this is a tough one to pin down because we have a lot of conflicting information in this conversation between janelle and the kids
0: there are two options here either this was shot before the camera crew had to leave arizona or it's a reenactment
1: reenactment like later in the summer or like the following fall when gabriel's back at school
0: yeah so we are going to break this down
1: This is definitely professionally shot.
0: Yes, there is a camera crew here. This is
1: absolutely 100% camera crew. This is not cell phone footage.
0: And it does make you think that it's when they return because they are at a distance.
1: Yes. That they, they are shooting from. They're shooting from afar. They are not close.
0: We start off the conversation and Gabe doesn't think COVID is going to be a big deal.
1: Gabriel's been making friends at school. I'm glad he's making so many scientists friends, so many microbiologists.
0: Epidemiologists. They,
1: they got the inside line on this COVID and they're not worried about it. So he's not worried about it.
0: Garrison says all the work sites are still crowded. There's still construction work. So
1: he's still working. A job's a job. I mean, it, it's an essential trade. So, yeah, he is. He's still working.
0: He's sure as fuck not working on Coyote Pass. No,
1: but I don't I wouldn't want to be on that work crew. I don't think you would get paid. <laughs> be a dangerous job to take.
0: Now Janelle starts things off on a positive note. Dad calls you, right?
1: This is an open-ended question. Any of the kids can jump in here, I think. And Savannah starts off, yes, dad has called me before. That is a true statement.
0: And then Gabe jumps in here. He's got some hostility in his voice. And he says, he's called me once. So has it really been just a week or two since they've been separated? Or has it been months
1: yeah, it seemed like there might have been a little bit more behind there. So even if they were reenacting this, that could have still been a true answer. Accurate statement.
0: Yeah, because how fucked up would that be if it's like basically fall at this point, end of summer, something like that, and Cody's called him one time in that period? Not saying that's what happened, but it's a possibility based on what we're going to get into.
1: Yeah, because again, this is where it starts going sideways, because then we're we're finding out that Gabriel has a girlfriend. This is a very new relationship. They're enjoying their time together. They're infatuated with each other, want to spend every waking moment together. And Cody gets super combative and jealous about this because he didn't even know that Gabriel had a girlfriend. And she must be pretty important since that's one of the reasons why the family can't see each other right now.
0: Which is so childish of Cody, because if this mattered to you that much, have a conversation with your child.
1: Because then Twitter was a whole mess on Sunday night where Cody was going after Janelle about how she can't control her kids. She can't make them do things. And it's like, they're your kids too, though. Like a fourth of the time, at least. So shouldn't you have some swing in that? Some decision making ability necessarily or some way to kind of bring that up and approach that subject with your kids?
0: Yeah. He doesn't want to be involved in parenting, but then he gets upset When Janelle makes a decision on her own that directly impacts her family. Well, if you're going to leave all the parenting to me, then I guess I'll just make all the decisions.
1: It's tough to have it both ways. It really is.
0: Robin's thankful that she traumatized her kids enough from that purity talk back in the day that they're not dating at all.
1: (laughs) They're not even interested.
0: This is a non-issue in her house. Thank goodness. Because Solomon is very high risk.
1: We know. So this is where Janelle starts throwing out a couple of timelines, maybe how long this could be. I don't know, maybe two weeks, six weeks, could be a month, maybe a month. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. You're not even close.
0: Now we get some of the thoughts from the other wives. And Robin says the decisions that they're making may have long-term effects on their relationships.
1: I like how casually she mentioned that. She just slipped that one in there. Might have long-term relationship impact. I don't know. Maybe. Not sure. I haven't given it too much thought yet. But I'm definitely going to be mad at someone at the end of this. I haven't decided who I'm going to be mad at yet. Oh, but it's somebody.
0: Back to the conversation with Gabe. He says that he and all of the kids think that the moms should be quarantining together so that the kids can all spend their time with one another versus in separate households.
1: So this was where I started getting frustrated with Gabe because this setup that he just suggested, that he just talked through, will not work because of what he is doing. He's interacting with people outside of the house, so that adds the element of risk because then you run exposure and then you bring that back to the house. So if that was a situation, you would not be able to be in that house if everyone was quarantining together.
0: Right. He seems to have missed out on the most important piece of the puzzle. But let's just play devil's advocate here. Isn't it a benefit of plural marriage that kids can go from house to house, that they have multiple moms? If he wanted to be with the other kids, why can't he stay at another mom's house during quarantine?
1: Because I don't think the other moms would want him going out and then coming back.
0: Well, but say he was to stay indoors and do what he's supposed to do. He's following the rules of that household. Right. Why can't he go stay with Christine?
1: Why can't he move when Cody moves? Yeah, to another house to go hang out with the other group of kids.
0: Just saying, we used to hear a lot about the benefits of plural marriage. And this is not one of them, apparently.
1: Because I think, again, the the rules apply to Cody. Cody gets to go to the different houses. Nobody else gets to go to different houses right now. It's rules for thee, not for me.
0: That's really just because they want to kick him out of the house he's (laughs) in. That must be a really long amount of time. I mean... Robin, she's used to having Cody at home for two weeks at a time, I'm sure. But for Christine, a little too long. It's like having a guest overstaying their visit.
1: It's time to go, man. Pack your bags.
0: So Gabe's pointing out it's not fair that mom doesn't get time with Cody, but Robin and Christine are getting him for long periods of time. Not a fan of this whole setup. Not a fan of the fact that Janelle took herself out of the game, out of the rotation. She could be the next Mary.
1: If she plays her cards right.
0: No one's fighting for Mary's time. Just pointing that out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is where Gabriel is voicing so much that it's unfair. This is unfair. But then he poses the question, this is a positive way to take the conversation. How can we change it so that we can see dad? So he opened the door for it here. but then He just kind of veered right off the road. It was like, (laughs) oh, you're so close. But at the first time I watched it, I was like, Gabriel, this kid doesn't get it. He's not getting it because he's still talking about like, he's going to go hang out with friends and stuff and go do things. So I felt like that I missed on the first few takes, basically what his argument was that, okay, I'm understanding that dad will be spending two weeks at any given time at a mom's house, not Mary's, but you know, in the rotation, normally that would be Christine, Robin and Janelle. So if dad were to go to those other houses for two weeks at a time, he would be spending two weeks with us and then he would be gone for a month. So for that month that he is gone, what is the difference if I go out during the first two weeks that he is gone and interact with people, but then I'll quarantine again in the family, stay at home for the last two weeks because it takes two weeks for symptoms to show up. So it'd be the same thing, if not identical to what dad is doing, we'd still be able to see him and I'd still be able to see my friends. So I didn't understand that 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 was his pitch, basically, the first time I watched it. But then I started to get it when I watched it a few times.
0: Yeah, it was very disjointed and spoken like a teenage boy. But once you really honed in on it and listened again, it all came together. Now, is it the right approach? Not going to say that. But if Janelle, that's her her decision, her household, if she's comfortable accepting That level of risk of him interacting with people for two weeks and then quarantining for two weeks before Cody comes, that's a valid argument.
1: Here's where he goes wrong. Gabriel doesn't think that he's at risk. If he can't see dad anyway, why would he even social distance at all?
0: Right. This is where you had us on track with you a little bit, but now that's not considerate of the other people in your household.
1: I'm going to have to go with the Robin defense here on this one. Your prefrontal cortex, your frontal lobe. It's not fully (laughs) developed yet. You can't make these kinds of decisions.
0: And Janelle says nothing in the conversation. She doesn't correct him. She doesn't give him any additional insight into what she's learned about how the virus spreads. She just lets him say what he thinks the situation is and doesn't counter it with anything.
1: Because then this is where Gabe starts throwing out comparisons then too. So dad's not going to grocery stores then. No, he's not. But Robin goes to grocery stores, right? And he's going to Robin's house. Yes. Okay, what's the difference then of me going to class two times a week versus Robin going to the grocery store two times a week? And this is where it gets a little muddy for the timeline again because Gabriel is talking about campus regulations that are in place for his classes where there is a mask mandate rule For the classes and social distancing that's applied. So he openly states this during this argument.
0: He also says, now that everyone wears masks and social distances, most colleges sent kids home mid-March. Then the stay-at-home orders came in place. They told them don't come back for the rest of the spring semester. They had to figure out what did those regulations even look like? How do we even open schools back up? How far do people need to be apart from each other? What do we do to keep this from spreading? And they went back to school
1: in the fall. So, this is where it's super confusing. I don't know if this is summer, if this is fall, if this is a reenactment. There's no way this was taking place in mid March, in my opinion. No way.
0: If they were doing that in mid March, they wouldn't have had COVID spreading.
1: Yeah, they still would have.
0: But, (laughs) well, you know what I mean. But I mean, that would have helped.
1: I don't think that there was mandates that were placed like that at the time.
0: If any of y'all are from Arizona, do you go to college? Do you have kids who go to college in Arizona?
1: Help us nail this down because we are losing it over here.
0: I can't keep track. But it it does seem that this is a reenactment of a conversation that likely took place earlier in the springtime.
1: You want to put the tinfoil hat on? This is actually a conversation about them trying to have Cody come back to the house and they're just framing it in the reference of when he was initially not allowed back at the house. (laughs) So this is an end of summer, early fall conversation that is being framed.
0: This episode is like Inception.
1: I don't know. We got all kinds of theories.
0: It's a timeline inside of a timeline inside of a dream inside of a dream inside of a timeline.
1: Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Help us pin this down. If you have any insight on this, feel free to reach out.
0: Savannah is here to be the savior of this
1: episode. She's
0: so sweet to Janelle in the conversation. And then she points out to Gabe that if she had little kids like Solomon or Ari or Truly, she wouldn't be fucking around with this virus. Hell no. So let's not act like the moms are overreacting.
1: If anything happened to one of the little kids because they didn't quarantine properly, that would be devastating.
0: And Solomon's high risk, in case you didn't know. We know. We have to hear about that again at this point in the episode. Yeah, we know. <laughs> now Janelle reflects on a time where she lived with the kids away from the family. So she's no stranger to being separated from the rest of them.
1: This ain't her first rodeo. She lived up in Wyoming all alone when the rest of the family moved out to Utah. Then they got to flash that family photo of the Browns. But it didn't. they didn't all have Robin's face on it like the one I photoshopped and posted on Reddit. <laughs> But it's still okay, I guess.
0: That's in the Patreon banner.
1: It is in the Patreon banner.
0: So if you want to get a look at that.
1: That's the real photo.
0: (laughs) Now, all of a sudden, it's April 10th, according to Cody's log, which need to call out is Brianna's birthday. So we'll get to relive this again next week. And Cody is about to make a big announcement because he just got a text from Joe Darger, who's got some big news. He's gathering all of Robin's kids around to tell them about the big polygamy bill being signed into law. Except that bill was actually signed into law on March 28th, 2020.
1: So again, we're getting mixed up on the timelines here. So either it took Joe Darger a few weeks to text Cody about this, or they did not have the Google Alert set on their phones to email them when the news came out.
0: Right, This is such a big deal that they didn't even bother to shoot a reaction to the news at the time that it actually happened. Because my theory is the producer must have looked through some of the self-shot footage, knew that this had taken place, didn't see any reaction to it, and then asked them to go back and film something because they have to close the circle on the storyline with the
1: Dargers. Because that was just a few episodes ago. We fought so hard to get there and talk to the Dargers.
0: (laughs) We fought for 10 years for this to happen.
1: And we fought a flat tire going to talk to them about it.
0: (laughs) Except we didn't actually care when it was signed into law, at least not enough to get the camera out and celebrate.
1: Clearly not. And uh, But something that did become apparent to me is that clearly Janelle is on our Patreon because she must have (laughs) watched Cults and Extreme Beliefs last week. She was giving us the whole rundown of the 1890 when Utah applied for statehood and Uh, banned polygamy and made uh, outlawed it because they were going for statehood and everything. It was like,
0: yeah, the exact story.
1: We were just talking about that (laughs) last week. We just winky dink. Wow. She's probably not actually on the Patreon. I can't say that. Let's clarify that so that
0: people don't go on there thinking that she's there.
1: It's a joke. (laughs) Everything I say is a joke.
0: Now I was very distracted during this conversation by Robin's dining room because they were at a dining room table but there was another dining room table behind them.
1: Again, Inception. We got dining rooms inside of dining rooms. This is the, the conference table. This is the meeting table. So this is the table that we're at to discuss our Utah polygamist laws and rulings. That's what this table's for. The other table, that's for the board games, for the puzzles and the board games.
0: <laughs> and the beautiful flowers.
1: Of course, the beautiful flowers.
0: Now we get a lot of really uncomfortable footage. A lot of reaction faces from Robin.
1: A lot, like rapid fire, multiple reactions simultaneously.
0: Because they're on the couch and Robin and Cody are talking about this bill. Cody says if they really want to clean up the problems with polygamy, they need to give plural wives a marriage license.
1: And Robin's like, (laughs)
0: she's got to be that legal wife. Uh Got to maintain that status.
1: (laughs) Don't get too crazy, Cody.
0: (laughs) Then Cody says that would be a threat to me. Nervous laughter from Robin again.
1: (laughs) That's a lot of alimony and child support. Not like I've calculated it or asked a lawyer about it or anything, but it would be a lot.
0: (laughs) Now, Ariella brings this
1: home, literally. Yeah, she's talking about how beautiful it is in this $900,000 house that they're living in. Can't get enough of it. Rave reviews.
0: I'm sorry, were you giving us some type of important news About a law signed in another state that we don't live in.
1: About stuff that doesn't apply to me at all. (laughs) No, and not even that. It's like this was probably, they were not even talking about it yet. They were just firing up the cell phones and catching her talking about stuff. Because this ended up just being a whole segue for Robin to explain that Ariella is loud. And she talks because in the entire background of the remainder of the cell phone footage that they're about to show us. The producer needed somebody to explain this explicitly, that there's going to be background noise and it's going to be distracting. Right. This poor producer was going through this cell phone footage and he was like, I can't use 90% of this. This is all just background noise.
0: This is why these episodes are starting to make no sense. We are having to put things into the content to explain other content that we're about to see that aren't actually important to the storyline at all. Things we don't care about.
1: Because then, yeah, Robin and Cody have to apologize for not disciplining Ariella to be more focused and attentive. But she's just like most people in the family. If a conversation isn't about her, she's losing interest really quick. (laughs) The kids don't get any of that. Nobody fucking cares. This is Utah. Even the older kids
0: don't really seem to care because they didn't have to deal with this for a long period of time. Their original parents, you know, the dad that Robin's tried to erase, they were monogamous.
1: They didn't live plural marriage. They ran no risk here in any of this. But the real reason for the season here is because Cody just wants to sue Utah again. That's what's coming out as the story for this segment here. He lives to sue Utah.
0: He's got a lot of regrets that last time they didn't ask for any money.
1: They were just trying to change the the law. That was all that they were stipulating. But man, if he got another chance, woo, he'd take that payday.
0: He says that he would mortgage Coyote Pass just. To be able to sue them.
1: And that's when Robin was, woo, she got into a really interesting spot with her expressions. <laughs> but this is just classic. You never tell somebody you're going to sue them. You just serve them the papers. Right. And you do your thing.
0: Now, every time he rolls through Utah, he's getting a lot of tickets.
1: They're going to be looking for you. Well, they don't want to give him tickets because then he's going to sue. But like, that's the whole thing. We've all seen making a murderer. You don't live anywhere that you sue. You don't sue the town you live in. You don't sue the state you live in. Lesson learned. We come back from commercial
0: break and we find out that Janelle has had contact with people who were in a county where new cases were diagnosed. And she's questioning if she has done the right things after being around them. Did she wash her hands? Did she put her credit card in the freezer?
1: She's rational. So she, but she doesn't know. It's scary. It's the unknown.
0: That's just the beginning of the scary things because they find out later that evening that Arizona has issued a stay-at-home order.
1: What does that mean?
0: I'm unsure. What what could stay-at-home mean?
1: Cody is devastated, absolutely devastated to get this news from Janelle because he's currently at Christine's house wishing he was at Robin's.
0: <laughs> They're also shocked that you have to provide evidence that you're supposed to be out instead of at home during a stay-at-home order. And that's when we get a tone-deaf comment comparing this situation to the Gestapo. It's a bit of a stretch, I would say. It was uncomfortable. I don't understand why it was left in by the editors, why TLC allowed it to be left in, but inappropriate.
1: Yeah, not the same circumstance by a long shot. Not an accurate depiction of what was actually taking place at the time.
0: It's been two weeks, so Cody's back at Robbins. He ran out of Christine's the minute he found out that that stay-at-home order was in place. And they just got news that school is going to be closed for the rest of the year. They're going to be learning virtually. Plus, they have two, I mean, five birthdays this month.
1: (laughs) Whoops, Freudian slip. (laughs) The royal we have.
0: It's, It's my true wife's. Two children's birthdays this month. There are three others. I'll see if I can recall their names.
1: I think my favorite part of this whole thing too was, it wasn't it such a good thing that we rushed this move and forced it so hard so that we could get everyone into school so they didn't miss graduating? <laughs> Remember when that was our main goal to get the fuck out of Vegas because we had to get all these kids into school so they could graduate?
0: That paid off.
1: That worked out aces.
0: This is another example of a conversation that they have with Aurora and Brianna that I don't think is a great approach when you have a child who has issues with anxiety and panic. Maybe you don't present things the way they do in this conversation. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. Don't know. Are you going to graduate? Don't know.
1: Heads up. Your birthday is going to suck. Just throwing that out there.
0: And let's just cram some more on top of that. And you might not be able to walk and graduate at school.
1: You might not be able to walk ever again. Robin called the doctor and they said, since we didn't put you in the freezer after we got home from the grocery store for at least 20 minutes, you might not be able to walk ever.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) it's not a good enough gift for the girls' birthdays that Cody is going to be at the house with them. They've got to go above and beyond for this first quarantine birthday. They're letting them throw out birthday gift ideas.
1: We love birthdays. This is so difficult for us. You have no idea what this means to us. Okay, well, we're trying to make sure you get to your next birthday. So we're going to do what we can, okay? But yeah, throw out your ideas. What do you got?
0: They try to shake Cody and Robin down for a medium-sized emotional support animal, which is the way that Aurora refers to the dog at first.
1: See, you have to be more specific than that because if you're going by like Southwest Airlines standards, that could be an ostrich. <laughs> you got to be careful. I'm just saying they have since specified that it has to be like a dog or a cat or like a normal domesticated animal. But for a while there, man, it was it was free range. It was open for interpretation.
0: Yeah, I know. Why not a horse then?
1: A peacock. Wouldn't that be something? But no. Yeah. Cody narrows it down. A horse, a, a milk cow or some chickens. That's what he's willing to, to part with here.
0: Dogs, they're too much responsibility. Too much hair, itchy eyes. Can't deal with that. Let's go with the farm animal.
1: Yeah. Who's Cody talking about? <laughs> was he do- Oh, okay. He was talking about the dog. Okay. Because it was sounding, I don't know. Sounds like, you know, those things that you hate about yourself. You kind of see it somewhere else and it's like, oof, I really don't like those things. <laughs> Four
0: wives, A-okay. Dog, too much.
1: I've drawn the line. A horse, a cow, or some chickens. Who's going to take care of a horse? Who's going to milk a cow? At Robin's house.
0: I guarantee they get the dog.
1: Yeah, they're getting a dog. What kind of dog do you think they're getting?
0: Going to get a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel.
1: I think they're going to get a shit poo. (laughs) It's a shih tzu and a poodle mix.
0: Gotcha. Well, we'll find out because the girls are going to have to bring the dog to college, which we all know is code for Robin's house. Meanwhile, back at Christine's, for some reason, we now have to have the conversation again about polygamy being decriminalized in Utah. So we get to see her cell phone footage with her kids.
1: And fun fact check here, too. This also did not take place on the actual day where the bill was signed into law because that was on March 28th. And Cody was at Christine's house when the stay at home order was issued on March 29th. So again, this is a later gram of (laughs) Christine and her kids reacting to the bill and pretending to be so excited about this.
0: I hope that the editors and the producer of this show listen to this podcast and are just like, oh, fuck.
1: I'm calling you out. I'm <laughs> calling you out. <laughs> They're on to us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to let this shenanigans fly.
0: Christine actually gives credit where it's due to Joe Darger and his family because they actually stayed in the state and fought while the Browns moved away, fled in the night. Tires. Popping tires the whole way.
1: Tires. So many tires.
0: and <laughs> rubber. This opens a new conversation to the kids. Now that you know we can go back because polygamy is decriminalized, don't you want to move to Utah?
1: Uh, no. No, thanks.
0: None of them are into it. They all take a vote, in fact. We have a formal vote that we must enter into the record. And the nays have it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. And I think Christine was mostly bummed about this because she was counting on her kids to get excited So she could push this idea onto Cody and the others. But now she's the only one who thinks this is a good idea. We get some
0: real talk from Gwen. Congratulations, but we're not going back.
1: Congratulations, mom. That's really great. But yeah, no, no, thank you. We're kind of settled here. Do, Do we have to keep moving? Can't we just pick a place and live there? Like here? Because we're here now? Can we please do that? Can we please make it here?
0: They're just trying to save the show. They know they're not going to get renewed if we have to watch them move again.
1: Can we please not have any more moving footage? But then this is where Christine takes all the credit for the idea of selling Coyote Pass. We'll just put up the for sale sign. There are people who want to buy this property. Then we can just buy land in Utah. It's like free real estate in Utah.
0: (laughs) So there is the debacle that I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about in the upcoming episodes.
1: Yeah, because even though Christine had her soft launch of this Utah move idea that did not go over well, she's still going to bring it up to Cody just to see how it goes.
0: Next episode, you guys already know, it's the month of birthdays. Two, I mean five, birthdays in the Brown family.
1: Ah, who's keeping count?
0: We'll see how those play out because COVID is disrupting the celebrations. We also learn, along with Cody, that Mariah and Audrey have gone to Mary's B&B to run it. This is news to everyone including the producer. That should be fun because something tells me Cody's not going to take the news well.
1: I get that feeling.
0: Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcast.
1: You can tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod.
0: Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week.